What's up, my miners, intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. Coming to you a little bit annoyed because this is, we just had a huge crash and uh, we lost everything we were recording. But that's part of this game. We're starting out and it's going to be great. I have with me today Corey Metzger, who is the strength and conditioning coach of Western Oregon. Uh, she just gave a lovely, lovely, uh, kind of synopsis of her whole life story, and we lost it all, and I'm very upset, but it's okay. So, Corey, welcome to the show again. Thank you. So, yeah, we, I mean, I'm not, we, I don't think we should talk about anything we talk. We're just going to have to keep going from where we were, but basically, uh, give everyone kind of a short, sweet detail. You're from Juneau, Alaska, oh. and from there, you moved to where? Durango, Colorado, and did my undergrad at uh, Fort Lewis College in downhill ski race and played soccer, and then graduated and uh, started uh, grad school at Western Michigan University, where I was a graduate assistant strength and conditioning coach there and got my master's, um, and then uh, coached at Ohio State University, then Colorado State University, Washington State University, and now um, here at uh, Western Oregon University. I'm the director of sports performance. She knows her shit, ladies and gentlemen. We were basically, um, before we were so rudely interrupted um, by the tech technology, which is now the enemy, we were kind of talking about our training philosophies. And I'm I'm anxious to know, like, what is your training philosophy, if, if you would even call it that? Yeah, you know, I've always had a little bit of a hard time answering that question. You know, you go on a, you go on an interview for a job and I, well, what's your philosophy? Oh, geez. I mean, how can you, um, kind of put it into words and not take two days to do it? But, um, my training philosophy is I'm Olympic in, in nature. So we train all the Olympic movements, um, cleans, power cleans, hang cleans, um, dumbbell, dumbbell power, you know, all the triple extension snatches, push jerks, um, all of the Olympic strength movements, um, squats, front squats, back squats, split squats, you know, all that. Um, and with a little bench and incline scattered in there, it's not my favorite movement, but you know, you need to train, um, train all, all areas, I guess. Um, and so, you know, my philosophy is, um, I'm very intense. I'm, uh, my, my training program, I undulate my program. It's um, based on the needs of that, of whatever sport I'm working with. Um, it's very intense. It's very, uh, it's very, very, controlled the the volume is controlled the intensity is controlled the rest and sets and um progressive overload all that is controlled on a weekly basis and um it you know it's it's um it's based on periodization but um it but i try to be as creative as possible based on what our you know what our needs are and at the d2 level our needs are you know somewhat different than at the d1 level and so that had to change a little bit you know i had to tweak mm -hmm. that um, to Western and then being, uh, overseeing football, you know, that's, it's a little bit different animal, um, training football. So I guess a little bit depends on, um, the sport that I'm working with and, uh, in terms of what my programming looks like, but for the most part, it's an Olympic and Olympic in nature, undulating, um, periodized program. That's yeah. What, what kind of rest are you having your athletes, uh, do in between sets? It depends on the phase that we're training in, um, but I'm not a big believer in. Uh, I like to mimic the sport as much as possible. So, with mm. 
Um, we, I do a lot of metabolic work um, with most of my sports in the off season. So their rest is minimal, one and a half, two minutes. As we start peaking and I'm getting, you know, and we're in more of a power phase, uh, power and strength phase, then their rest is going to be upwards of, um, you know, when we're getting down into twos and ones, they're going to be in the neighborhood of three to four minutes. Um, you know, we only max maybe once a year. And a little bit of that is for, you know, the rah, rah, rah bit, um, mm -hmm. for the, for the, because kids, they like to max and I get that. Um, but because my program is so, is is so um, individualized and, and controlled from a, on a day-to-day -day basis. I always know pretty, you know, within five to 10 pounds, what their true training max is. Um, but sometimes they just like to do that weight. You know, they see that number on their sheet. Like you think I can do three thirty-five, and I am. Yeah, I do. I've never done that. I know. And then they hit it for one and, and, and mentally it really does help them grow and, and be more confident. So, so we will max, you know, once or twice a year. Um, but for the most part, uh, I have a, a very good training max, um, idea for them. And, and we adjust every week, uh, I sign their last set. So I, I know if, you know, if they're hitting their doubles at 88%, then, you know, they're, they're where they, they need to be. Um, so it's, um, it's pretty, intense with football i'm with them four five six days a week seven days a week in the season i travel with them um so you know i get that's the benefit i think of being at a place for 10 years is that you truly get to know your kids and and know what who you get the the football you know all my sport coaches know kind of who i am what i do um they know that when they bring kids in that they know what they're going to be looking at in the weight room they're, they're going to they're going to be coached hard they're going to have their expectations are high uh, and i'm not an easy and i'm not an easy person to um to please um with when it comes to training and i i really i i have very high expectations for for all of my kids d1 d2 what you know my high school kids that i train on the side you know so i think that yeah that's definitely um Good to good. To, I wish you would have been there when I was there. That's for certain. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. it's it's uh, because when I when I went to Western, it was um, it was kind of I would I, well, I didn't know shit, but I brought if I knew what I knew now, I probably wouldn't have ended up ended up going there. There's a lot of things I didn't understand as a young man, like sure. I didn't understand the work component of college athletics, right? I was pretty right. good in high school and I was like, I'm gonna be this shit here. Well, you don't know mm -hmm. that there's 21 year old men that have not mm -hmm. played in our fucking angry i didn't understand right. that you know i yep. didn't understand the importance of i mean i was pretty i lifted weights in high school pretty religiously but not as much as i needed to train there I, what i was lacking right. yeah. was discipline 100 yeah. was discipline yeah and, and the that, program go ahead i'm sorry yeah oh i was gonna say and that i think that that's what what um the, that's the biggest thing that kids you know kids will say yeah i've been training for three years okay and i mean it's it, i have i have kids that i work with um in the evenings out of my garage and um they, they they've been um training for three years and and with a you know a quote-unquote trainer and um their shit. I mean, their their parents have wasted their money. You know, they're 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 garbage in terms of their not them, but their their what their workouts have been, mm -hmm. and um, it doesn't take much, but it does take a consistent, disciplined program that's based on periodization in order to get to get 
stronger, faster, um, uh, you know, a better metabolic base, a better, uh, you know, a better training system for your sport. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I was incredibly fortunate when I first started lifting. I was in the eighth grade and there was this weird old man named Rex Rice that that taught me. And the first thing he said to me is what it is. I went in the morning. I was like, all right, my man, what's, what's good? What's good? And he taught us how to clean and jerk, you know, power cleans, hang cleans, deadlifts, squat. And then we barely benched. And so yeah. I was very right. leg focused in the beginning yeah. and we would do theoretical yeah. one rep maxes and stuff. So we would do all these cycles and whatnot. And that was my first weightlifting experience. And it was like That's five cool. guys. I know it's, it's, it's in, when I yeah. look back at how lucky I was, there was like yeah. five people that I had to ride the elementary school bus in in the mornings because my parents were like fuck that i'm not taking you and that's how i learned how to weightlift. that was how i learned so yeah. when i got to when i transferred schools and i went to a uh, 6a high school um i was way ahead of everybody else because i had a uh, full year cool. of knowing how to power clean and all that stuff now my wrist yes. flexibility my ankle flexibility is all shit now because i do mainly bodybuilding stuff but i still know how to yeah. do it Right. And right. Um, so I had a pretty interesting window into that world. And I'm, I, I had a very, very good base. I'm very, very fortunate in that regard. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, I, but lately I've been like kind of doing a lot of kettlebell training. I, I kind of, I've mm -hmm. read uh, one of Pavel Tatooine's book. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. And mm -mm. he's a Russian scientist that brought the kettlebell over to America. I think he wrote Enter the Kettlebell, The Quick and the Dead. And I think that's what I read. And I have another book of his. And uh -huh. um, he he's a big fan of resting. Like, and that's why I asked you about rest yeah. so three minutes yeah. to five minutes of rest after short periods of, but all his, his main focus is on is getting strong, strong, right. and that's explosive. What I, that, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And when that's what I, that's kind of what I was getting at is, you know, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. You can't get stronger when you're just fatiguing yourself. Um, but you know, there's this for most of for, for strength and conditioning for college athletics is there's this fine line between gaining strength, um, and power, and, but also training for your sport so that you, you know, so that you're, a um, you can last the entire game. You're, you're, uh, preventing injuries. You're, uh, you know, there's just the work, your work capacity is there. You're, you, know, you can play all four quarters without. And I think that, um, that's, that's kind of what's led to a lot of our success at Western Oregon is that we don't have very many scholarships and we don't get the, you know, the, the biggest, the biggest guys. So they need to be developed. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so it, it's, there's, you know, there's time like in the summertime, then yeah, that's, that's where we're going to, we're working on speed. So uh, speed and power. So yeah, the, the rest is going to be that three to four minutes, um, between sets, but January, no, they're not They're They're maybe getting a minute rest because I, you know, I've got to, I've got to train their, their metabolic, um, system. So yeah. So I, I completely agree with you on that. Yes. I think it's interesting. Like one of the, one of the training components that I'm neglected besides like core, I'd still I'm just trying to get back into that is definitely cardio. I yeah. hate 
running. Yeah. Yeah. But I have in my training implemented um, this. It's about 3.4 miles and there's this hill. It's a 16% uh, grade and about 500 feet of elevation gain, right? It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I run that. So that's I run six miles. Yeah, that's about 6.8 miles a week is what I'm running. Uh-huh. Um, and that's there's awesome. some walking. There's some walking in there. And that's, that's where I'm yeah, going to leave sure. it, right? But uh, it's just yeah. because... Uh, cardio is just, I don't know what it is. I just absolutely have always hated it. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I have been a distance runner for my entire life. And, um, and so it's just kind of a part of, uh, I love it. It's kind of my stress reliever. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, do I make my football players run? No, not at all. I, you know, I, um, that, you know, that's not what is, I don't even love it when my, you know, when you get a pitching coach in baseball that, that they want, they want their pitchers to go out and run three or four miles the day after a game. Like, no, what's that's not, you're training them to be slower. Like, no, no, they're already big, slow. And, and I don't want them to be Their Their velo has got to be up in the night. So, um, I, you, I, I completely get it. I completely get it. That's how I feel about lifting heavy anymore. Like, ugh, no, thanks. I'm, I'm too old for that. Yeah, I I have I have not one repped maxed in probably a year. I just don't feel the need because I mean I'm doing working sets in the right. I'm doing working sets in the high fours, right? You know, four, yeah, four fifteen, four twenty five. You know, sets of ripping off. Like I don't really. I know, I know I could do five hundred pounds, but I don't have to do that. Maybe someday I'll get a wild hair in my ass and do that. But it just increases the risk of injury, and I kind of like the, yeah. I kind of like the Mike Ripito philosophy of we're doing fives. I don't, you know, I don't give a shit what you can do once. What can you do five no. times? What Let's can go you from do there. Five times? Absolutely. I completely uh, agree. I like that. Cause you can, you can get that to be pretty heavy and that's, yep. that's a lot cooler than doing it one time. So uh, and, that's, and it's going to help prevent injuries and it's going to help you be able to like, you know, uh, buffer your lactic acid better. You, I mean, there's so many train more training effects of, of training in that kind of complex and, um, kind of conjugate mes- method of, of training in that, that you're going to get so many other benefits besides saying why well, squat 600, you know, I mean, and it, and don't get me wrong. Like when I have a kid that can, that can power clean 350, 375, 390 or uh, squat 600, it's exciting. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's great to put on the, on the internet, you know, on social media for your school. Um, but the, there's a very few kids that will be able to do that. And I might hurt more kids trying to get there. Um, and so I want them to be able to win football games or win basketball games. I, you know, I just don't really um, care that much about seeing them do one rep oh yeah but i mean even if if you think about that if you're trying to go pro they don't give a shit how much weight you can do one time they They care about they they care about how many times you can get 225 up yeah which i still think dumb because i mean no one i mean i i don't understand the the 225 max effort i mean i i do understand it of course but i don't in this day and age it's just very antiquated and um I mean, how much can, how many, you know, how much can they pull on a power clean? Cause that's, has more to do with your, with your fast switch muscles and your, and your power and, and, but you know, 
it is what it is. The power queen's not sexy, and not and but the oh, benches. Be. Oh, God. oh, it, I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I agree with you, but I am saying at a bar, if you're trying to pick up a lady, you it, she might ask you, right? How much do you bench? Just no. Generally, I've had that question asked to me. How much do you bench? Any novice lifter? How much do you bench? You know, right. like as if that means. Which, uh, to be honest, I don't think benching is a very functional lift at all. I think it's dangerous. It's I've hurt my dangerous. shoulder. Yeah, I've hurt my shoulder doing that. I mean, yeah. is it something I still do? Yeah, I, there's a tool. There's a bit of tool in me. I'm a bit of a douche sure. sometimes. I well, like and to. And bench. you don't want to have a concave chest and have a big no. back. I mean, there's got to be a little bit of of. Um, you know, keeping it even, I get that. Um, I, and I just had shoulder surgery in December. And the funniest part about that was, well, I got hit on the sidelines, uh, our last season. And, um, and so it, it jacked my shoulder up. And, um, when the doctor came in to tell me what was wrong with it, he says, well, well, you, I mean, you can tell your strength coach, you have classic, uh, bench pressers injury. And I started laughing. I was like, I don't bench. I haven't benched in, I can't even tell you the last time I bench. I said I do push-ups and sometimes I do some dumbbell bench, but I never do heavy bench. He's like, what? And I was like, so I think that you guys need to rename this injury because it ain't having to do with bench press. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what, <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm not a bench presser, you know. But yeah, I I I do it every now and again, but sure. I, I'm trying to steer away from it. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that's the because I think just push-ups are much better for you. Yeah. You can do bent, you know, kettlebell presses, yes. a dumbbell yeah. presses. There's just yeah. there's a multitude of exercises yes. that you can do to build a big chest, and I've done it for over ten years. So yeah, I've yeah, I'm I've retired. That's how yeah. I've kind yeah. of exactly. looked at it. Right. Um, do you have any of your athletes doing uh, anything with kettlebells or? We do some. Yeah, we, we do. Um, you know, that's it. We do, you know, kettlebell high pulls. And, um, you know, I, I love kettlebells, especially for the younger kids or the, uh, you know, my younger. Uh, I have a few elementary school kids, um, middle schoolers, and that's how I teach them the basis of triple extension. And, and um, you know, the first part of a pull is just teaching them kettlebell movements because they have to control the kettlebell, um, a lot more than mm -hmm. a dumbbell. And, um, so I, and I don't like doing dowel stuff very much. I, I don't, I think because it's so light, they have the habit of, of, um, developing bad habits. And so that's why mm. I like kettlebells a lot. I like kettlebell swings. I all that stuff that it teaches them how to, um, activate their glutes and core and, and, um, learn how to pull correctly, I think is, is really important. Yeah. So you're just having doing, are you having them do single arm kettlebell snatches? Um, we do everything. We do double arm. We do single arm. We do, um, not double arm over the head, but, uh, double arm pulls from the ground. Okay. Uh, yeah, we do. We, I, a lot of it is teaching because the kettlebell, in my opinion, the, where, where it sits is usually about bar height. If, if you have bumpered, maybe a little bit lower, but, uh, you know, so they're, they're positioning. You can teach them that, you know, how to sit, where you would start a, a power, you know, a pull from on a power. Yeah. And, and so it just teaches them how to get their hips down, eyes up, chest up, pull, mm -hmm. triple extension, breaking their elbows at the last second, um, that type of movement. Yeah. Yeah. I really kind of talking about this. I, I would like at some point to get back into the power clean game. Cause it's mm -hmm. just been, I did some like 
four weeks ago my wrists were screaming and I was like, what, what have you, what, we don't do this anymore. We, we're bodybuilding. Don't right. you remember college? Come on, right. man. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's been a while, but mm-hmm. it's, there's nothing. But, and I, but the, I always, I can't do hang cleans anymore. I always go and do like a squat clean. I don't know why that, I mean, I can, but yeah. like, it just feels more for something, which that used to never be the case for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think again, I mean, every joint, um, every joint is, you know, you don't use it in that situation, then it's gonna, it's gonna atrophy and it's, you know, you're going to have a hard time for a little while. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I see it all the time with, with especially kids that went to JCs and they've spent the last two years only benching and doing shitty squats and, <laughs> uh, them uh, they, you know, they, they're, they cannot do a front squat to save their life because they can't, they can't hold the bar. Their core is not strong. Um, and so, uh, I, you know, just that old adage of you have to keep working at it in order to get that range of motion back. Oh, it's the, the most, terrifying you know realization i had is your skills are perishable yeah it's it's so crazy yeah i mean like the the one thing that is just the ricks the wrist flexibility like Mm -hmm. i can i can totally do a front squat still never not be able to do that but my wrists do scream a little bit when you get it bent bent back that way but there's so much weight on it generally that it's not really an issue yeah and that helps and i'm you know still nervous with uh the 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 power cleans to where i don't want to put a ton of weight on there yeah um yeah. And, and kind of figure it out but that's probably what i'm gonna have to do yeah, but yeah and a lot that, of the, i mean a lot of what i have found in in my years of doing this is a lot of um the wrist pain is usually stemming from a lack of shoulder mobility and i mean again i don't know you and i don't, but i that that is something to think about too in that um you know that shoulder girdle tightens up as well mm-hmm. and when you can't you can't properly hold that clean it puts a lot of, of stress on that on that wrist so that's just another i mean just another thought that sometimes we see that so you're not wrong there. I actually just hired a coach. Um, he was on the podcast, Lauren Fjord. Okay. And he um, worked out. He is was trained under the guy that created gymnastics bodies. Demarco, but maybe pull that guy up. You, you know, a gymnastic bodies trainer. Um, okay. But he was a United States men's a gymnastic coach for like 20 years. Okay. And so I used to do gymnastics with him, um, Mm -hmm. right after I graduated Mm -hmm. and I was doing, trying to do front levers, handstands, Mm -hmm. and to just really building my core up because, um, I watched, a. uh, as a documentary, an interview with George St. Pierre, who's a UFC Uh fighter, huge fan. And he ended up training with the Canadian gymnastics team to be mm-hmm. a better fighter. Cause like who moves like those guys? Yeah. If I can move like those men, yep. then I'll be, I'll have an edge over my competition when I'm fighting. Right. And I was like, well, I want to fucking figure out how to do that. I'm like, I want to be a GSP. Um, I'm not, but uh, I, I, uh, I linked up with him recently. I have not been doing all the workouts. So Christopher, yeah, coach summer. Thank you. Christopher Summer. Um, but I am slowly getting back to being more flexible. Yoga went kind of went out the window um, once the pandemic happened. I'm not going to do hot yoga with a mask on. That's just too much to ask. No, but <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I, I did a few classes and it was god awful. And I was like, I'll yeah. just wait till this to end. But yeah. Um, 
yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, mobility and flexibility is, I mean, it's, it's, it's as, and I mean, there, everything's important. I think everything is equal, right? Yeah. I think you have to have good lung capacity, cardio function. You need to be strong, yeah. but you also need to be flexible. Well, and be like what we were talking about before we got um, cut off uh, earlier was that, uh, mobility and flexibility is the the root of, of uh, in my opinion, over 50% of injuries that we see and, uh, you know, a lot of the overuse injuries and a lot of the, and it's also the, the um, root of um, not being able to do full range of motion um, in a lot of movements, including a power clean, a front squat, uh, an overhead squat. I can't even tell you how many um, kids we get in and can't overhead squat a dowel, you know, um, mm-hmm. And, and so that is always um, something that we work on. I mean, we don't get under a bar uh, for with with football, with the incoming football guys for probably a whole phase, probably like eight weeks, because they just don't have the um, ability to get into those positions that I want them in and, and in those safe positions, you know. So, um, so uh, you know, I, I, I think that um, a well-rounded strength and conditioning coach takes all of that into consideration and it's hard it's hard when you only you have eight hours a week in the off season with teams and uh, and and now two to four of those they can spend with their coaches in the off season so you're left with four to six hours i'm fortunate enough to have a football coach that i work with that knows um just how important every hour is in the off season with me. And so he, you know, he says, you plan what you need to do. If there's any, if there's 30 minutes left over a week, we'll use that as in, in our individual work. But, um, I think that, um, when you have, you know, all of these ideas and all of these issues or problems that you have to combat, I think it gets overwhelming and a lot of people do too much and it, you know, it kind of, then that leads into, to more problems. And so you have to, you have to know when to program, um, what, you know, whatever you think is important, but you also always have to hit on those mobility, flexibility, um, all of those things, you know, so, uh, it's hard it, it, people don't understand. I, I would never be a high school strength and conditioning coach. You couldn't pay me enough money to be a high school strength and conditioning coach. Cause you get those kids for four weeks in between seasons and there's nothing you can do for them in that in, except for Benjamin Squatum, you know, and, uh, and I used to get so frustrated with kids like, Oh, all we did in high school was bench squat and deadlift. And, and there, and gosh, but now that I'm around it more, I see how hard it is as a, as a, as a high school strength coach to, um, try to implement anything consistent. You can't, you just can't. No. So I get it. I, I completely get it. But mobility and flexibility, I think are, are so important. But not I think, the only thing, you know? Exactly. I think, and when I when I was at high school, when I transferred to Cambia, the, the bigger school, we actually did a fair amount of power cleans. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gets a little wonky when you have when you start putting things over the head and we yeah. did do some yeah. snatches too yeah. but that's i think that that's the it's a liability issue at that sure. point right and yeah, but most the- high school strength coaches aren't they're not qualified to teach you know something like you said it, it, they're they get wonky well they're wonky because they're they're not qualified to 
uh, or don't have the time to truly teach a perfect mm-hmm. technique, which you need to with those power moves. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Like, just look oh, at all yeah. the CrossFitters that are hurt because they do 40 bad reps of, you know, of sna- overhead, whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a delicate uh, it's a delicate fine line. It definitely is. It 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 definitely is. But it makes me. And by the way, are you? Is Coach Ferg still there? Yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. But how long has he been coaching? I don't know, like fifty years. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, I think that he became the head coach here in like '05, maybe '07. Mm-hmm. It's a long, long ass time. Yeah. Coach Ferguson. Is, I he is one of my favorite humans. I I just. Um, I, we had a lot of, of, um, ups and downs in the beginning, but now he, he's very bright, very, very, very smart. Oh, he's, he's a defensive genius straight up, straight up and analyze. And now like he, he understands what I try to do and what my goal is. And he, Mm -hmm. he gives me the freedom to do what it is I think that we need, but also we can talk about it. He can say, this is what I'm seeing. What can we do to fix it? Or, uh, and that's, yeah, he's, he, I love him. I, I absolutely love him. And I'm, uh, I'm glad that we work together. Coach Ferg. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- uh, <laughs> coach Ferg, yeah. he's, pro- he was probably the strangest man I've yeah. ever met in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, did not understand. But I mean, oh, again, yeah. you take yeah. me back. If you take the me of now to mm-hmm. that same kid, I was an idiot back then. I didn't yeah. understand a lot of the things. But I'll tell you, he played some mind games with me. I got in, tr- I got in trouble a lot, actually. I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I had to run stairs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, meet me here at this time. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'll be there. He doesn't fucking show up. Ah, uh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what's going on? And I call my mom. I was like, "What do I do?" She like, start running. So I start running. <laughs> and then he fucking he texts me. He's like, "Good job." I was like, "Dude, you mu- what kind of mind yeah, games yeah. are you playing, yeah, man?" Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That sounds That's about fair. right. That's a hundred percent much first. And you know, and but I've never met anyone that has a bigger heart than him. I mean, he, he does. He cares immensely about this program, about the kids. Um, he is the reason that they've had success for so long i mean we have i think the lowest amount of football scholarships in the any any conference our conference any conference and we routinely show up and um beat teams that on paper would be like i don't know we have no shot but we beat them and it's because he is um so smart and he is uh he gets kids to play hard for him and i think Mm -hmm. that's an admirable quality it is it is it it is and i i you know i wish that i understood i wish i understood what it was about yeah time when i was there and i think that's why a lot of people end up because i mean the 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 amount of people that stay and play all four years is very, very small. And but it's getting, yeah, in that, is it getting, it's, it's probably getting, getting better. Yeah. It's getting a lot better. We, um, we've, you know, we've had quite a few ADs over my time here, but we're starting, we, uh, our AD now she's phenomenal. She actually graduated from here. Um, and then went on to be a track coach and, and then came back in compliance. And so she's been here for eight years. Um, and, you know, I think with my the addition of a strength and conditioning department, um, and now Coach Ferg is starting to uh, recruit uh, more 
true freshman, retro freshman instead of transfers. Mm-hmm. So the, the, um, you know, the buy-in is greater, the sense of community, the, uh, I think the, the kids here have a lot more people in their corner trying to help them succeed. Um, yeah. more people that care about them, you know, our coaches are, are fantastic and now they have more help. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, before it was just the football coaches standing alone on an Island trying to, and we also have the fewest amount of football coaches on staff than anyone else. And, um, only four of them are paid, you know? So, uh, now we have this whole community in our, in this department. It's what's kept me here for 10 years. And I never, you know, I never thought I'd be here for 10 years. And, uh, but it's this, the kids that we get here, you can make a giant impact in their lives. And, um, I think that that is, that's what drives me. It's not so much about the gear, the, the TV time or anything like that for me, it's about making an impact in kids' lives. And that's what I strive to do. So. hundred percent. I have some, some of my best friends I played college football. I still talk to this yeah. day that came from Western. I just like it. I didn't quite like, before you, like, as I'm saying, before you got there, it was a hodgepodge of fuckery and it was not good. You guys built like an athletic, you built some new like state-of-the-art weight room, like right shortly after I left, like, um, because the weight room was just like underneath the state was shit. It was garbage. That's where we still are, by the way. Oh, is it really? That's that's athletics now. And it was, so when I came out, funny story, when I came out of my interview, they didn't show me the weight room. They said that I, I don't know. Uh, and that probably should have been a red flag, but I, I, I don't know why I didn't. I don't know. I, I really did not expect to take this position. And then I got here on campus and I loved the people. I love the people mm-hmm. here and the campus is beautiful itself. Um, yes. And I loved Ferg. Even though I couldn't understand the thing that he said. I really liked him. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I'm so <laughs> glad we're <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yep. That's, I know. I know you you know what I mean? No, I don't know. And now I just say yes. that. It'll be like, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, aren't I I don't, you know. But um I and and I remember um I came on campus, I got on campus like August first, and we reported like the tenth. And I remember the first football practice standing outside of the weight room on the track watching and no one had asses. Like everyone had flat butts. They, there's their pants were sagging and their, you know, their, their uh, football pants were, were sagging cause they had no asses. And I was like, and they're beating each other up and they were screaming at each other. And every, it looked like, um, like 1960s, something you would see on TVs, you know? And I was like, what the fuck did I do? Why did I leave Washington state in my 12,000 square foot uh, weight room for this? And I got robbed. Uh, my house got robbed. I, um, uh, something, uh, my office got broken into someone climbed through the the roof. I don't know if you remember there was windows into the, mm-hmm. into my office and someone climbed over there and, and stole the stereo. I was like, I, what did I do? Why did I move here? You know, but yeah. it was really bad. It was really, really bad. And, um, but I just, you know, I, I just felt something here that uh, I could make a, you know, I could make a big difference. Plus I like the people that were here. And so, um, I'm glad that I've stayed and I, you know, I can, I can, right now I can't see myself anywhere else. I've, I turned down the Washington state men's basketball pac 12 job, um, to, to summer to almost two years ago, because I just, um, I like it here. I really like, I like it here. Yeah. I, 
I, I'm I'm super super glad that that they're kind of turning this around, and it's good to see old Coach Ferg is is still doing well and is still there. I understand. I know you got a hard hard cut off um, here. We're coming up on it, so I uh, just wanted to say thank you so much for. We'll, we'll have you back again. We'll do it right this time. We'll make sure the the equipment is dialed in, and 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 we'll do it again. But again, I really appreciate you coming on and, and kind of tra- sharing your story with us. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Fantastic. All right, folks, you heard it here first. Uh, Get stay, stay limber, motherfuckers. We'll, Mm -hmm. We'll chat with you next week. Bye.